0: The idea for this, and maybe we can um, at a later date make like a uh, intro. Um, would it be kind of cool? Not like, um, not like Patrick Coffin's no uh, <laughs> punching your face or whatever he is that he says. You're tired of
1: secularist bullies <laughs> punching your values in the face.
0: No, then uh, maybe something uh, like uh, like some good music as a intro. I don't know. We'll just think of something. Yeah. Yeah, we could do that. We will do um the Sovereignina um we'll, we'll the, go to the chapel Yeah, that'd we'll play all play all that would be cool. Yeah. Time. Um the um crusader tone. That was really cool. That's really cool. I don't know that one. Well, now we got to learn it. Um That's not in the libretto usuales. <laughs> and the so I think the intention of this is actually quite selfish. Uh, I think both of us kind of want to use this as an excuse for us to uh, explore interesting topics in uh, theology and things like that. Um, yeah.
1: To to make us actually get off our butts and do something.
0: Yeah. So, um, and it, the, what I was thinking about on the way over here was, um, because I listened to a lot of Catholic podcasts and you like do. a lot. I know you do. Um, and I was thinking about the fact that, I mean, they're all pretty good. Um, but they all have like a slant where they're just like, they don't want to, they don't want to go too far. Except um, for Taylor Marshall. Yeah. <laughs> except for Dr. Taylor Marshall. um, and i think there's uh, there is a need for uh, people to just talk about um what it is without any filters without having to tiptoe over things um so that's what sure. i think that will be cool for us to do yeah um uh, what is it that you wanted to uh talk about um in the future um well i had a couple of topics
1: in mind um you know not necessarily related to current events but why tradition appeals to the young, um, why we're not into happy clappy stuff. <laughs> um, happy clappy. <laughs> and why the ones who are, I think, leave the church, uh, in my experience anyways. Um, also just various, um, things we've been thinking about or praying about, um, throughout, you know, whatever it might be. um,
0: yeah, I think it'd be interesting to talk about vocations a little bit. Uh, of course, yeah, yeah. I don't think either of us are experts on uh, vocations, but we both have uh, experience in uh, trying to discern and uh, some more success- successfully than others. We can talk about that later. Sure. Uh, <laughs> I think that'd be an interesting thing to talk about as well. Yeah, um, definitely. I wonder what church fathers have to say about vocations.
1: You know, I was, I've been meaning to ask Dr. Hayes that question for like a year.
0: Yeah, that that'd be interesting to talk about. I think that'd be a cool thing to talk about. Um, yeah, yeah. I never hear anybody talk about anything prior than like fifty years yeah. about vocation. Well, there's a book
1: called uh, "Religious Vocation: An Unnecessary Mystery" by a Dominican priest. What was the name? I can't remember. Um, but it, I I read it when I visited the Norbertines, and uh, it was very good. And so, if you come visit visit them, you can, it'll be in your room. Oh, sweet! It's out of print right now, though. Huh.
0: So, anyway, well, it's very good. Uh, speaking of the Norbertines, um, Max, do you want to introduce yourself?
1: Ah, uh, yes. As Adrian just said, my name is Max. My full name is Maxwell James Molinax the First. Um, and I have a bachelor's degree in music, a and I'm currently pursuing a master's in sacred music um, from the University of Saint Thomas, and. Um, But come this August, I will be joining the ranks of the Norbertines of St. Michael's Abbey in Silverado, California. So thanks be to God for that.
0: Awesome. So yeah, my name is uh, Adrian Fonseca. Uh, I'm a, I guess a junior, about to be a senior at the University of St. Thomas, uh, studying uh, theology and communications with a uh, minor in philosophy. Uh, So my credentials aren't uh, as great as Max's uh, master's in sacred music, but you know, the, um, the yeah. So we will be uh, talking from uh, our experience and different things like that, um, and hopefully we'll, we'll ex- explore uh, some of our own um, experiences, our our experiences our and faith our faith journey. <laughs> yes,
1: in our little faith community. Yeah,
0: we're just building our faith community of two, uh, sharing our uh, faith journey with you.
1: Oh my god! Uh- <laughs> All right, you're welcome, TNT.
0: Yeah. Um, we'll probably talk about them a lot. Um, and yeah, things like that. Yep. I think the, that'll be interesting things. Um, the things I was thinking about, I was thinking about a lot of the stuff that comes up in uh, theology. Um, and, and sometimes I'm listening to, uh, things like the political uh, commentary and things like that. And people will start like quoting the Bible and things like that. And I find it very interesting. Um, that they hardly ever get it right, and I think it'd be cool to explore um, when people in politics and things like that uh, quote the Bible and quote oh, religious and they things like that. In,
1: in, yeah, especially like with illegal immigration and
0: yeah, I hot think yeah, it's interesting the way people use uh, their religion to uh, for political gain um, and hardly ever actually use the religion in the correct way. It's very right. interesting.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, like I'm personally opposed.
0: But Yeah, yeah. Uh but to negate sentences. So um that's yes, a do. Yeah, so <laughs> that's a problem. Um Are we talking about
1: B U T or B U T T?
0: Well <laughs> I was uh, I was thinking uh B U T, but um, you know <laughs> Um, this is going way out of left field, okay uh,
1: <laughs> Raining right it back in.
0: Um, but the uh, other thing I'd like to talk about is since you have a background in uh, you have a small background in music, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so the I think it'd be cool to explore um, the history of chant and uh, oh and, yeah. and things of like course. that. I think that would be a really interesting thing to talk about because that's something I don't have a lot of experience in. Um, but I'd love chant. Um, and I'm trying to figure out what the heck is the difference between chant and polyphony and why is one okay in mass and why is another not, um, or okay, but, um, so I'm, I'm very interested in that.
1: So you don't want to go on that tangent right now. No, not right now.
0: Maybe later. Um, maybe actually, you know what? Just tell me a little bit. (laughs) Okay.
1: Um, they're both okay in mass. Um, traditionally, uh, so chant is the setting of sacred text um, to, to music. And the music is at the service of the text, not the other way around. So the music, you will see, elevates the text. For example, if, if the word is like ascendit, meaning he, he ascended in the creed, um, in, in Credo 3 it goes, it goes up except an octave higher, but my voice is tired today anyway it goes it goes higher so the the music paints the text right um but where problems with polyphony come in are we see in the um really starting in like the twelfth century when composers basically just started adding as as much um Cool stuff and showing off as much as they could for the sake of showing off rather than for the sake of serving the text. So, um, it got to the point where, um, you, you, you'd have one guy w- would hold a note on one word, like, like, Viderunt Omnes. One guy would, would hold V and be singing a note, V. Then you'd have another guy, while that guy's holding the note, this other guy would, we would be singing, and then um, they would add more voices and more voices, but uh, all just to get through one gradual of a mass. And it would last like 15 minutes. So my point is that then they were holding these syllables for ridiculous amounts of time, and so people forgot what word they were on. And so nobody knew. And so then that, that diminished the significance of the sacred text um okay so basically basically you can sum it up as excess is not good and when you add more voices just to be cool um then that's when we slap you down but that's why palestrina is brilliant because he still is it's still polyphonic but he's very clear about the text
0: okay well that's interesting uh, we'll like, I think, Yeah, yeah I would definitely talk about more about that later because that that's really interesting. I didn't I never never thought about it that way. Yeah, um, though that make that peaks some other questions that just popped in my head, but we'll save that for later. Okay, um, we'll get them. Yeah, don't forget it. Um, I have to come back and re-listen to it so I remember all the things we talked about. Um, so the other thing I was thinking of was, um, there's some things that I teach, um, in faith formation, um, and confirmation classes, things like that, um, that You're come up. Improving people's faith journey. Yeah, I'm trying to uh, walk with them, meet them where they're at. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm trying to, uh, so in it, uh, I get a lot of interesting questions, um, and then we talk about interesting things. And so, um, we have been talking about things like, um, what, what is it like the, the basics, um, that have to do with, um, the, what does it mean to be Catholic? Um, and what are the absolute basics of the Catholic faith that every, every Catholic um, must, should know or must believe um, both or, and, um, and the other thing we talked about this last week, we talked about communism. Um, and it was really funny because um, I was getting through my slides and um, the, so I started off talking about what, just what is communism. And then halfway through, I was like, um, they someone raised their hand and was like, so what does this have to do with Catholicism? And then I flipped the next slide, and the next slide was, what does this have to do with Catholicism? <laughs> and so I was like, I got you. <laughs>
1: They're so and smart.
0: So, yeah, so we had, um, yeah, so just real quickly, there's uh, been at least 10 papal condemnations of communism, socialism. Um, and that's a topic we can go into at a later date. And yet, interestingly enough, still more condemned is Freemasonry. Really? Yeah. Is more condemned than Freemasonry? No, 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 I meant Freemasonry oh, okay. is, is more condemned. has been more okay. condemned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I was about to say, okay. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's definitely something we're, we're going to talk about as well. Um, so those things that come up, um, just in our daily lives that, um, uh, we find interesting, I think it'd be cool if we write it down and then, uh, we explore it. So we'll probably do uh, maybe one episode a week, um, spend the week exploring a topic. Um, and we will, uh, expound upon that from our, uh, own uh, research and things like that. Um, we'll try to stick with, uh, Patristic's and, uh, Thomas Aquinas because, um, Thomas Aquinas is, is you know, the greatest. So no Skillebex? <laughs> um, you know, I might, might look into Skillebex, um, just to see what not to well, do. we can talk about,
1: <laughs> no, seriously, we could examine, we could actually read some of what he says and
0: actually, though, make fun of it. That, no, it'd be kind of cool if we, uh, read some, uh, Ron or Skillabuck, uh, even Gordini and, uh, see what, uh. Uh, see what 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 does he get right? What does he get wrong? What, yeah. what was the per- what what was it that that uh, he went off? Yeah. What
1: what was his mo? Like where did where did he come? You don't just wake up a heretic. Yeah.
0: So you know. it'd be interesting. And not everything yeah. they said is wrong. Like Rarner, he just has a lot of things that are like okay, well that makes sense. Um, but then the things that he gets wrong are just like oh my gosh.
1: And man. I think it's the obstinate uh, obstinate unwillingness to change in in contentious points that makes you a heretic that now they, I don't think they were officially declared, but it's, it's the unwillingness to, well, they definitely bend. were
0: not declared heretics. Yeah. yeah. Um, they're widely accepted in the church.
1: Right. But yeah. when you put them up next to Aquinas and tradition, which oddly failed.
0: enough, all of them were Thomistics.
1: I know, but Neo. Yeah. Neo. Neo to mystics. remember There uh, you go. There you go again, TNT.
0: Everything with Neo is bad. Can't eh. do it. It's no good. <laughs> <laughs> the um, – though uh, I like to read – I haven't read um, DeLubach, but I've heard a lot of good things about DeLubach. Um, so How about Garigou Lagrange? I haven't read Garigou uh, Lagrange, but I have his book in my room, so I may need to read I, that. I have to say I, on a – heard his Taylor name. Marshall's Twitter feed.
1: I saw in one episode he had mentioned Garigou Lagrange, but he said it kind of – instead of Garigou, he said Garigou. And <laughs> someone commented <laughs> – uh, Dr. Marshall, what was that theologian's uh, last name? It, his first name was Gary. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, yeah,
1: the um, totally I, understandable I of, mistake if you never heard of the guy, but I just thought it was funny. I I, I, hey, think, look, I heard Pilsner. some good things about him. Hey, look, wow, other pills are. Um,
0: yeah, so that'd be another cool thing we could do is uh, see if we can um, talk to some of our uh, professors. Yeah, about these uh, type of things because we have some wonderful professors here. We do. Um, and so yeah they are um very good the um yeah so other than that um i think we'll conclude um in a short uh introduction um that's a little bit about ourselves um and oh yeah i guess we should talk talk a little bit more about ourselves um yeah max who's your uh where where are you from and what are you about
1: <laughs> okay well i was born in tyler texas January 30th, 1996. Um, then we moved. Well, we always lived in Palestine. So we lived we, Palestine, than, like in next to Israel? It's Palestine. Oh,
0: okay. My bad. My bad. I kill people who say Palestine. <laughs> Palestine, <laughs> Texas.
1: Um, for some reason, they decided to name it that. I don't know why. But <laughs> so and then we moved from Palestine down to Friendswood, which is a, a suburb of Houston in 1997. So, I've been here for 22 years of my life, and um, what about you? You're from here, aren't you?
0: Yeah, born and raised Houston, Texas, yep. uh, and homegrown. You know, and uh, born March 5th, 1998. So I'm 21 years old. Um, I was very excited to become 21 because then I could finally um, go and rent a car. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Rent a car so that
1: you could uh, drive it to the Shiner uh, Brewery. Right. Two hours away. Right, right. exactly.
0: Um, that's the great thing about Texas. There's breweries uh, all over the freaking place. There
1: really are. If you like beer, come to Houston.
0: Yeah, honestly. Um, and so that, yeah, that's a little bit of, um, yeah, the uh, grown up family of uh, six. Um, the, yeah, I guess I'm guessing the oldest male. Not guess, I am the oldest male. I didn't know you had
1: that many siblings.
0: No, no, no. A family of six, meaning my parents. Oh. So there's four of us. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So not that many of us. I
1: have a family of... Uh, well, I don't have a family. I am part of a family. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? I don't have children. That's what I'm saying. Um, my uh, I have a sister.
0: And then we have two parents. Oh, that's uh, kind of small for, uh, you know... Gotta, I know, gotta, I know, but that. hey, you know...
1: <laughs> so part of my, my family's backstory is interesting. Um, my mom was a Catholic product of the 70s which meant not Catholic. <laughs> no, not, not really. But, you know, the catechesis was lacking severely. And my dad wasn't even born Catholic. He was born Methodist. So he's a convert. Thanks be to God, um, growing up, we always went to Mass, never missed. I knew that that was not an option to, miss, to never miss. I knew it was not an option. And um, then in high school, I started kind of getting into the faith more learning more about it. And by the grace of God, my parents slowly came along, and now we're... My dad is a full-on tratty. <laughs>
0: That's um, hilarious.
1: Not really, but he, he attends the Latin Mass, the yeah, traditional same, Latin Mass. Um, loves Gregorian chant. We make a yearly visit to Clear Creek Monastery. Um, and my sister is also considering religious life, and my mom is... Um, been a great role model for all of us and in, in our uh, little faith community we have going on at home. <laughs> so, no, but I'm very grateful.
0: Yeah, my uh, my family is a uh, very different um, experience because my, um, my mother was like always like staunchly Catholic, um, very Marian. Um, our family... As a, uh, very Mexican background. So, uh, our lady of Guadalupe is a great, oh, as a huge, I, I am, I'm a German Irish
1: as about as white as you can get. Yeah.
0: So, so we're very different. <laughs> and you're Mexican yeah, I, who doesn't I, speak Spanish. Right. And, uh, my, and we, uh, actually, um, descend, uh, trace our lineage back to Aztecs. Um, so that's pretty freaky. Um, um, yeah. So the, um, in fact, we had some like curanderos, which I just like, um, Mexican witch doctors. Um, so no good. Um, and the, um, but yeah, so you since get your
1: family line exercised,
0: yeah, honestly, we had my dad do a, um, a deliverance prayer over our family, um,
1: exercised E X C O
0: R S E D. No, not like, not like pushups. push-ups. <laughs> and so the, um, so yeah, my, my mom was a very, um uh, very like a Mexican Catholic, very, very devout. Uh, very Marian, uh, rosary every day. Mother was uh, part of the Legion of Mary.
1: Oh, interesting uh, point of fact. I found out at the recent Legion of Mary retreat that our mothers have the same name.
0: Really? Yes. Your mom's name is Melissa? Yes. Oh, nice. Yep. Oh, wow. I didn't even know my mom's name until like four years ago. I thought her name was Mom. <laughs> just kidding.
1: <laughs> That's like with um, the kids I teach. I remember when I was a kid, I always was scandalized when I found out my teachers had first names.
0: Teachers had first names? <laughs> you mean know, Dr. Rebart's name isn't doctor? <laughs> i so confused. What? I just thought everybody named doctor became a professor. Yeah. That was just like how it went. <laughs> Odd. Okay. Yep. But yeah. So my uh, my dad um, was, I think he was baptized Catholic. And then he ended up um, the becoming non-denominational, growing up non-denominational and became Catholic, uh, confirmed uh one of the day i was baptized so that was pretty cool um and so we were all de- de- raised very devoutly catholic very Marian, uh praying the rosary as a family um so that was uh then um i decided that i knew i wanted to study theology when i was in fifth grade
1: Wait, but your dad was a little happy clappy right
0: uh my dad well, my family uh well okay so we were like um very um charismatic you could say yeah yeah yeah. so we gotcha. we were all we i loved live team i I, mean, I grew up um on live team
1: you can find a lot of solid catholics in that movement who are doctrinally solid yeah
0: um the liturgy is just um yeah so I, just, think I think i think it's a lot of a lot i think it's a lot of um Emotion. just not being exposed to it um, um, would it
1: be exposed to tradition yeah yeah i think course. that's really what it yeah, is yeah.
0: Because I grew up on life teen and yep. I loved life teen. I literally went to life teen mass every single week. Um, Me too. Yeah, and it was it was like my favorite thing. I loved it. Um, I sang
1: in the life teen band at my parish.
0: <laughs> I did. I, I did. I was like one of the. Uh, I was in charge of um, the youth council for the archdiocese at one point, and I was helped leading all the. Uh, Different, uh, live team retreats. And I feel things like, like you're that. always in charge of something. Dude, that's, <laughs> I have a problem. I have a, um, I think that's my, uh, Workaholic. vice. Workaholic. Uh, uh, sure, yeah. That's one, that's, that's, th- that's, 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 that's one thing was. that
1: St. John Cassian did not address in the conferences is workaholism.
0: No, yeah. The, I, I definitely am more of a, uh, a leader, um, which sometimes is, uh, bad for me because then it fuels my pride. Um, and that's one of my vices, uh, probably my big vice. Um, but, you know, so working on that. So that Max will keep me accountable on that one. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I was that's how I was raised with, with all the live team things like that. Me too. Um, and it wasn't until at the university where I went to a Latin Mass one time. And at the Latin Mass, I was sitting there. And I was like, wow, I am never coming back here again. This is terrible.
1: <laughs> you no, know, I remember when we were in Latin class together. And I was trying to get you to, to come to the traditional latin mass and you were railing against it
0: yeah i was so i was dude it was not i was like but look, it was a low mass it was low mass it was and i was really confused it was like why on earth would anybody do this um i was like look i think this is just not my cup of tea some people like it um other people don't you and it's okay
1: <laughs> so that's another thing i would like to talk about sometime is um the liturgical reforms and um the authentic liturgical movement that that's was started in the late nineteenth century that went mm-hmm. off the rails and and gave us the novus ordo.
0: Yeah, I'd be curious to explore that a little more, talk about um the what what's good reform and what's bad reform. Exactly. Um and what what's legitimate, what's not.
1: Because just for anybody who doesn't know the low mass, we're talking about the traditional Latin mass, the low mass is um, there's three distinctions to mass. In the old rite, there's solemn high, which is the norm for Sundays and Solemnities, then there's high mass, which is solemn high if you don't have a deacon and a subdeacon. We'll talk about that later. Um so it would just be a priest and servers and a choir. And then there's a low mass, which is no singing. Um everything is spoken or whispered by the priest. Um, and but in the the high mass and the solemn high mass, there's it's all sung. Incense, the whole bit. Um but in low mass before the council, I mean before the Second Vatican Council, many parishes had the problem of excessive low mass, where they would um, the priest they would be spitting out twelve to fifteen masses on a Sunday. Dang! Because yeah, just for I guess necessity. Um, Interesting.
0: I they, didn't know they that. would
1: only last twenty twenty five minutes or something like that. So well, it, yeah, severe low abuse, masses are severe very, abuse. very short. It should low mass is not the norm. It never was the norm, um, and it should not be the norm now. Yeah, so I anyway, think that'd be, yeah, that's definitely future. an
0: interesting thing to, to explore. Yeah. I was, uh, I've been reading about, I think another thing, um, I was reading um, Latin Mass Explained. And uh, nothing superfluous. Yeah. Uh. So wonderful books explaining the symbolism in um, also treasure and tradition. I haven't read that one. That's I a, need to get it's that a one good then.
1: big picture book. It's
0: um, Great. Then yeah, we need to. I think another good thing to talk about is like um we get, oh you know it'd be cool we, what if we uh like get a uh, novus ordo missile uh, novus ordo meaning the new the new mass the, uh, the mass, mass of Paul for, the right. all the six right and so we get that and we get the uh, or also missile.
1: also called the ordinary form of the mass.
0: Yeah, and so let's get those two, um, yeah. and let's uh, look at the symbolism in both of them. See, we'll, we'll only talk about the good in both, and then we'll just compare it. And that would that way, I think that'll be a cool thing to do.
1: We'll go. One of us will have one missile. The other one will have another, and we'll go line by line. You know the text of the mass.
0: Yeah, I think that'd be really cool. That'd be exactly. an interesting thing to do. Yep. Um, oh, you know what I should do? Uh, maybe uh, I'll make my class listen to these. <laughs> what? But, oh, that'd be great yeah i'll make my uh my uh faith formation students uh listen to him. i think that would be an interesting th- thing to do uh okay so uh i think we'll just close out there and um and now you know a little bit about us um and our faith journey uh <laughs> we use that term sarcastically yeah so we're gonna we use a lot of uh terms um sardonically or um ironically and well, so yeah, I, uh, I have a
1: request can okay. we can we say the
0: our father while holding hands now um, <laughs> only if we do it in Latin. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a good point, though, actually. I think it would be good if we uh, pray before and after um, our, um, uh, before we start. And we didn't do that today, but... Let's do um, Ave Maria right now. Okay. In the name of the in Father, the of the and Son, of the and Son, and the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit amen. amen. Ave, Ave Maria, Maria, grazia plena, dominus
1: tecum, benedicta tu, in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus Santa Maria, Mater Dei, ora, ora pronobus peccatoribus, nunc et in, in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Amen. In Amen. the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.